0: Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. This is a very special uh, Sunday for me. i have said throughout my ministry, I have always made it a point, unless something prevented me from doing so, of being in church during the Christmas season, the last Sunday of the old year, the first Sunday of the new year, always. Because I just feel that those are important markers, and that the pastor needs to be there to 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 say to people what God is putting on my heart, and to kind of close out the old and bring in the new. So the first Sunday in a brand new year, 2022, and the Lord gave me this. 2022 is the year of breakthrough, and I really believe that. I believe we're going to see some breakthroughs personally, and I believe we're going to see some breakthroughs for our country, uh, for your family. We're going to to see some breakthroughs this year. You believe God for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, Those of us who were here on New Year's Eve, um, I quoted Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, God says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And so as the new year came in, that's what we were doing, calling on God, saying, Lord, we call on you. You promised if we called on you, you would answer us. And show us great and mighty things which we do not know. So your expectation for 2022 ought to be that God is going to show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Which means that you haven't thought of. That you haven't considered. Amen? Amen. Um, and, and you know, my wife and I were out, I think it was on Thursday. And uh, we usually visit the church post office, which is still in Chesapeake. Church post office box, still in Chesapeake. Once a week, right after church, that's the first stop we make generally. But, and it was Thursday I said well we can, we can come back on Sunday I said I'm not expecting anything important uh, but since we're that close we'll go by and and get the box out uh, you know see what's in the box and praise God there was something important there and something I didn't ask for something I didn't expect I showed it to my wife she said whoa I said praise God that, that's that's the exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think amen amen and look a check from people. I don't even know who they are, <laughs> but, but praise God. I'll find out now. <laughs> Amen. But, but saints expect the exceedingly abundant above all that you ask or think expect God to do great and mighty things, which you do not know. Amen. 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 Cause look, it's not me. Believe me. I it's, I know it's almighty God. I, you know, I've often said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I've said many times, Lord, I'd be a fool to think, that the blessings I have are somehow earned or deserved by me. I know it's your grace. Amen. Now I am dependent upon God, and I never, ever, ever veer from that. I'm dependent upon Him. I don't try to do anything of my own or on my own because I know to me to, that's the formula for failure. That's the formula for falling flat on your face. So 2022 is going to be a year breakthrough, not because you're great or I'm great or we're great, but because God is great. Amen. He said those who put their trust in him would not be ashamed. So those of you who have been with us now, I think we've been uh, live streaming. Well, for over a year, Uh, we upped our game, so to speak, uh, earlier this year with some advanced cameras. We're going to keep, keep trying to improve the quality of our presentation here. And the quality of what you're seeing. But we want to thank those of you who support us and pray for us. And, and Saints, as I've said before, we have people around the country now who send in their tithes and send in donations. Um, and we get them regularly. And we're so grateful to all of you for that. Amen. Big and small. We're very, very grateful. And grateful to God. You know, this technology can be a curse when it's misused. But it can be a blessing when it's properly used, can't it? Amen. Amen. If they get if, if the oligarchs would get out of the way and let the truth go forward, it could be a blessing to the whole country. Amen. But praise God, we're using it the right way and God is blessing us for it. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. So go to the call.org and tell us what's on your mind. Give us your suggestions. Tell us how you think we can do better uh, with our programming. Uh, and don't forget, we're on Sunday nights now. Any of you have direct TV? We're on Sunday nights now on NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Network on Direct TV, 1030 Eastern Time every Sunday night. Please check it out. We don't have Direct TV, so we've got to look at it other in other ways. But if you do, please check it out and then give me your feedback. Tell me what you think. Tell me how it looks to you. Tell me how it sounds to you. Tell me, you know, what, what you think of the nature of the programming. Because obviously, we're just starting at this. And we want to get good at it. We want to be excellent at it. Amen? Amen. I look at some of the programs that have been on for years, and just the excellence and the quality of their presentation is just wonderful. And I don't envy them a bit, but I look up to them and think, praise God, Lord. we, we, We want to keep improving as well. We know we can't start there, but we want to get there. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Happy New Year again, everybody. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I want to call your attention to uh, another scripture. Uh, The the last Sunday of last year, I preached because we know we have to grow. And I talked about the the Bible telling us, knowing these things, knowing what's coming, grow in grace. And we put that scripture in context. Uh, This time for the first Sunday in a brand new year, I want to call your attention to Ephesians chapter 5. uh, And it's verses 8 through 16. And I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. Obviously, if if you have that version, you can read along with me or follow along either way. Yours should be essentially the same. It says, beginning at verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Here's the key verse, 16. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I want to talk to you today from this subject. Redeeming the time means you have to shine. Redeeming the time means you have to shine. It's interesting how scriptures that we quote, I quote that scripture all the time, redeeming the time for the days are evil, but how scriptures that we quote, when we see them in their context, take on even more profound meaning. Now, last time we learned 2 Peter 3, 18, which says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I quote that scripture a lot, too. But it's the conclusion of a long passage. The chapter begins, for example, a second Peter chapter three, verse three says, knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. And then in the 10th verse, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. So after this, and I'm just giving you a couple of the the verses. So after this passage, explaining what's coming on the earth, it says, you, therefore, in the 17th verse, you, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand. See, the world doesn't know this, but you know it. So since you know this beforehand, lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. In other words, what it's suggesting is that the error of the wicked will be so intense And it will be so pervasive. And it will be so overwhelming. It will surround you. But see, you know what's coming beforehand. So you can put that in context. Says, so that you don't fall from your own steadfastness and are led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, I put that verse in an entirely... New context, doesn't it? Because you see now that it's a warning about the end times. So that that's where the, the, my title came from for the last sermon. Because you know, you have to grow. So that the admonition of these verses is so much stronger when you see them in their context. So our text today, we can say the same thing about it. It's often quoted... But it too is an admonition to us. But it it has to be seen in light of its context. Verse 11 of that passage says, The unfruitful works of darkness is what you are are seeing all around you. Therefore, verse 16 says, Redeem the time, for the days are evil. So it's, it's kind of... It doesn't talk specifically about the end times, but it does talk about the intensity of the darkness around us. And it says, given this, you'll be redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, first of all, let me say this. Y'all all praying with me here, you, are you with me? I'm gonna tell you something now that you, you may or may not have ever thought about, but, and I don't want you to turn this into some kind of doctrine, obviously. Um, but but it's something for you to consider, something for you to think about. If you could see in the spirit, I mean, in other words, if you could see the spiritual dimension with your physical eyes, you would see very differently. Um, when I first got saved, there was a period of time, it only lasted two or three days, but I was just intensely in the word of God And intensely in prayer where I would walk into certain situations and I would see demonic forces I would see them now I didn't see monsters I didn't see ghosts but what it was I could see the presence of a force around and in and on people that was different than themselves um, I walked into a situation one time, I may have told the story before, but I walked into a situation one time and I was about to walk into to this house and as I was about to walk in, I saw a, a shadow go over my head and literally go over my head and go into that house. And before the night was out, my life was threatened. And I, that, that was that, that demonic presence that was going before me. If we could see in the spirit, we would see very differently than we see right now. And one of the things that we would see in the spirit is all of us who are in Christ, we would see light glowing and emanating from us. See, we, we are lighted up on the inside with the light of God. Now, by the way, if you've met people that for some reason, you just rubbed them the wrong way, that's because the spirit in them sees what's in you and doesn't like it. See, because they don't see it physically, but the spirit in them sees that you are a child of light. I told you all this one time when I first got saved, I went to this uh, McLean Hospital, I'll never forget it, up in, up in, outside of Boston. We were doing ministry and we were, you know I was ministering to the sick and shut in and here we were going into a mental hospital. We walked through these doors, and it was a long hallway of people on both sides, you know, patients on both sides. And about, oh, I don't know, 50 feet down on the right-hand side, when we walked in the door, I think there were three of us, I think there were three of us. When we walked in the, side, in, in the door, a man down on the right-hand side yells out and says, what are you doing here, you children of light? he saw who we really were. And and as we got closer, I could see the demonic presence on this man. So if you could see in the spirit, you would see that you are lit up on the inside. So first Thessalonians five, five says you are sons of light and sons of the day. And by the way, you know, sometimes the translator's, translated this in the masculine, even though the word itself that was used is neither masculine nor feminine. It's a neutral, gender neutral word. So what that really says is, you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. See, so what's on the inside of us is light. We're described here as children of light. Because Jesus himself said he is the light of the world, right? And then turned around and said, we are the light of the world. And of course, God himself is described as the God of light. First John uh, chapter one, verse five says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Everything that God created came out of him. He 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 was expressing his own inner vision in creating God saw the darkness, said, "Let there be what light Where'd the light come from him he 's light now now, let me add one thing to it here again don't don 't turn this into some kind of rigid doctrine, but it 's something for you to think about. See, I really believe that Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden were not naked in the sense in which we think of nakedness, but rather they were clothed in the glory of God. Because remember, they were in perfect fellowship and in perfect relationship with him, and when that relationship broke, they had no clothes. There was nothing. Then they realized they were naked. Well, yeah, they were. (laughs) You know, when the Bible says in the book of Revelation... Uh, when, 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 when John asks, who are these? And the angel says, these are they who have washed, ro- washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You don't think they're giant washing machines in heaven, do you, with the blood of Jesus in them? Where, the, where do these robes come from? You don't think they got tailors up there working on them, do you? See, I really believe that those robes come out of us. That that clothing is a complete and perfect expression of who we are. See, we are clothed then by the glory, just like Adam and Eve were, clothed by the glory of almighty God. So, Bishop, what we need to change. You don't. you have you can't imagine what those clothes are like. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and there's no dirt. <laughs> you know? There's no stains. There's no soiling. Amen. Amen. There's some, something for you to think about, because see, your body, your new resurrection body is going to simply be a reflection of who you already are down on the inside. See, you're already a perfect spirit, but you don't yet have a perfect body. But the day is coming when your body is going to be a perfect reflection of your perfect spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you remember on the Mount of Transfiguration what happened? Jesus began to light, his face lit up, his robe, everything lit up. Where was that light coming from? From within him. Well, that same light is in you. The Bible says, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as as he is. Listen, just light looking at light. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. 1 Timothy 6.16 says, God dwells in unapproachable light unapproachable light see that light is so bright and brightness is probably not even the best way to describe it but it is so pure so holy that human flesh can't stand it it just can't it just can't stand it but in the resurrection you'll be able to stand it <laughs> remember what God said to Moses I'm not reading through the whole passages too long but Exodus 33 uh, where Moses is begging God, show me your glory, show me your glory. And, and, and God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. But he said, you cannot see my face, shall no, for, for no man shall see me and live. Moses, you can't stand that. <laughs> That's too much for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, that that it, it, it is it is something so glorious that we can't even begin to imagine. You know, the Bible says that in the new heaven and the new earth, we don't we, you won't need the sun and the moon. God's going to light everything up. No electric bill. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No sun rising and sun setting. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God Exodus 34 says So now look, look at this. So so it was beginning of verse twenty nine, read just a portion of twenty nine and then verse 30 it says. So it was when Moses came down from Mount Sinai that the skin of his face shone. I mean, he came down there glowing, lit up like a light bulb, it says. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come near him. Now you know, we don't see that today, but, you know, we sense it. You know, I've had people say, you know, you, you, you just you, you just lit up. You just well see that's that's the anointing. That's the spirit of God. That's that's the reality of the light that is down on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. And if you're not lit up, you better tighten your light bulb. <laughs> if it's flickering, you better tighten that baby up. Because cause this light doesn't flicker, amen? <laughs> amen, amen. So in the resurrection, you'll be able to see the, the, the light of the glory of God without any danger to yourself because you'll have resurrection flesh. You'll have what the Bible calls a glorified body, a glorified body, amen? Now, right, so right now we have a resurrected spirit And an immortal spirit, but we don't have an immortal body yet, right? Because immorte means untouchable by death. It means death is no longer possible. Amen? Amen. I said Adam was an eternal man, but not an immortal man. Jesus is now an immortal man. But when he was walking the earth in his ministry, he was an eternal man, not an immortal man. Meaning he could die. All he had to do to die was give himself up to it, right? There's another way he could have done it. Thank God he didn't, which is sin. Adam told, t- took the latter way. Adam sinned and death touched him. But you and I are going to be in a position where we're beyond sin and beyond death. Death and sin will no longer even be in the vocabulary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So look, so human beings can't see that, that light glow in, with the natural eye. It takes discernment. To to sense it, I remember uh, when when I would was working with my pastor, Reverend Doctor Rave Taylor, um, and he would preach, and I would be standing near him, you know, serving him, and I could feel the presence of God on him. I mean, I could just I could feel the glow. I couldn't see it, but I could feel it on him. Amen, amen. Now, so so our task then, and that's by the way. That glow is inside, that light is inside all of us, but our task is to manifest it to the world because the world is in darkness. The Bible says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, amen? Amen, amen. So Jesus said it this way, this ought to give this a lot more meaning than it's had before if you've never contemplated these things. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. In other words, he's saying, if you're really in me, you can't hide that light. You don't want to hide it, but you can't hide it. Amen? That's I said, demons can see it. Remember when they, Jesus would walk up and they'd say, We know who you are, you son of God. <laughs> and Jesus would say, Shut up, come out of him. Glory to God. It says, No do they light a lamp and put it on their basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. 16th verse. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. See, they can't see the light, but they can see the results of the light. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That word glorified, doxazo, our word doxology comes from it, but it means that they may think about, acknowledge, honor, extol, and ultimately praise our God. Amen? Amen. You know, the scripture that says, Come magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why would I do that? Because I see something on you that I don't have. Amen? I see something that you have that. I don't have, I I, I want whatever it is you've got. That's giving you whatever it is you have. But notice something, the good works are not enough. They must be seen in the light of your relationship with God. See, he said, let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your father, not glorify you. but glorify your father in heaven. So the the good works have to be seen in light of your relationship with God. The the good works should be illuminated by the reality that you are a child of almighty God. Amen. So whatever you're doing, whatever good works you're doing, you ought to always let people know it's because of Jesus. It's because you know, there, there are obviously various opportunities to give from the person begging on the street, which not maybe not always the most prudent or wise thing to do, you know, because, well, I won't get into all that, to donating to various charities. But when I was living in the world, I didn't think about giving anything to anybody. Giving to myself and doing what I wanted to do. Now I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to give, but that's because of Jesus. Amen. It's because of Jesus. It's not because of some inherent goodness that I've always had, but because of what he's done for me. Amen. He is the great giver. And you can't look what God so loved the world that he what gave. And if the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, what do we want to do? We want to give. Amen. <laughs> We don't have to have our arms twisted. We don't have to be manipulated into it. That's one of the reasons why. And I don't condemn anybody else. I let them be used by God however they feel God is using them. But that's why we don't put tables up here and say we need five more dollars. We need 20 more dollars. You know, because I believe that if God touches your heart by the Holy Spirit, by the word of God, you will give. Amen. 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 Ephesians 5.8 says, you were once darkness." See, in the dark, I give give to what? I, I don't even remember giving to the Salvation Army, and everybody gave to that. <laughs> I got my own stuff I want to do. <laughs> for you were once darkness, but now you are light. Now you are light. So now it's different. Now I walk out to some veterans um, over, over near Harris Teeter, where my wife and I sometimes stop uh, after church, And when I I got out of the car, I saw them and I remembered I had. Well, actually, I take that back. I I realized I didn't have any cash on me. So I walked up, spoke to them, and said hello and everything. And then when I was going out uh, of the checking out of the supermarket, they said, you know, cash back, which I'd never get. But I said, oh, yeah, give me some cash. So I got some cash because I wanted to be a blessing to them. Amen. I wanted to be a blessing to them. So, so, so your, your, your attitude now that you, you are in the light is different, isn't it? It says walk as children of light. Now that word walk, pateo means be occupied with your status as a child of light. The world's trying to get us to be occupied with our status based upon skin color or based upon gender. And you know, you got Christians running around buying into this stuff. But but the Word of God says, when it says walk as children of light, it means be preoccupied with your status and your identity as a child of light.